right, your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday, September the 30th of 2020. Can I give you good news today? Sure. I am wearing pants. (laughs) Well, that's good news for everyone. The last couple of days I came to work with no pants. That's true. Please clarify. Well, I have I don't have shorts on today. I found some jeans. I want you to clarify what kind of shorts. Uh, jean shorts. Just because you like the way I say that. Cutoffs. Jean shorts. Yeah, so you know when I meet new people, like I was in my new neighborhood putting stuff into our new house. <laughs> so you want to put your best foot forward? No, nah, I was in jean shorts. Met a doctor. I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> He's a veteran doctor in scrubs. I'm the new guy moving in in jean shorts and a flip-flops. He probably feels like he's looking at his father. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy because I was telling a friend of ours, Rodney Poff, I was like, hey, man, yeah, new house, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm like, I- I've met some neighbors. And I'm like, yeah, one of them is a doctor. The other is a pastor. What are you thinking? And they are like, oh, no. Your poor neighbors. We have this radio guy moving in mm-hmm. who used to wrestle. That oh, my gosh. jean shorts. Oh, he's bald, too, and has tattoos. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah. So, anyway, today's Wednesday, September the 30th. It's National Love People Day, which is a good day for Kelly. That's every day. Yeah, because you love to love on people. It's also National Chewing Gum Day as well. Hmm. So maybe- I will not celebrate that in front of you. No, you can chew gum. You just can't smack it. Hmm. I have this vision every time I think of gum smacking of that scene in Teen Wolf where that coach is smacking his gum. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. My mom used to say I'd chewed my gum like that. Well, yeah, that would have been a problem. Also today, uh, Kelly Perry has three words for you. Shut up, man. That is so trending today. Biden said it to Trump (laughs) in what has been described as a dumpster fire debate. All the memes everywhere. Oh, yeah. So basically, they just argued over the moderator all night. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know what? That's very similar to our show. (laughs) We felt right at home. Yeah, so the memes, I mean, just put our picture up there because it's basically what we do. Uh, Also, nine members of the Tennessee Titans have COVID. Big question on will there be a game this weekend? That's a big deal, Mm -hmm. you know, because the NFL has been kind of lucky with that. Also, Disney has announced they're laying off 28,000 employees. That made me sad. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when you think about what COVID's done, and like even in our industry, the radio industry, there's a bunch of people who are displaced and losing jobs yeah. and furloughed. And a lot of people who were furloughed who now don't go back to work, right. they've been told after you know six months, hey, nah, right. can't mm-hmm. really do it. Which, I mean, that's just I know. It's tough for a lot of people. So if you're up this morning and you are awake, that's good news. You got the day beat, right? Yeah. At least we woke up and we're ready to tackle this day together. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2002 and Diamond Rio had the number one song in country music on this day. What a beautiful mess, what a beautiful mess I made. Spending all my time with you. There's nothing else I'd rather do. What a sweet addiction that I'm caught up in Cause I can't get enough Can't stop the hunger for your love What a beautiful, what a beautiful mess I'm being Eighteen years ago, this was your number one song in country music From my good friends Diamond Rio <laughs> This morning put salt in my coffee Put my shoes on the wrong feet. I'm losing my mind, I swear. Sounds like Kelly on the daily. It might be the death of me, but I don't care. Which shoe goes where? What a beautiful mess, what a beautiful mess I'm in. Spending all my time with you. There's nothing else I'd rather do. What a sweet addiction that I'm caught up in. Diamond Rio, Beautiful Mess, number one on this day in 2002. What's happening with your favorite celebrities? Brandon Baxter in the morning's Gotcha Gossip. So, Gotcha Gossip on Kelly Clarkson. She's going through a divorce. She said at one point this could get ugly, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And it's getting ugly. She's being sued by her management company over unpaid commission. So the lawsuit is filed by Starstruck Management Group, which is owned by Narvel Blackstock, 
who used to be Kelly Clarkson's father-in-law. Gosh. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't that Reba's ex-husband? I think so, yes. So the report is, is that so far Kelly Clarkson has paid Starstruck management $1.9 million in commission for her television show, but she owes them... million, and by the end of the year, that number will be 5.4 million that she will owe. They are suing her for the money they feel that she owes. I'm sure she doesn't want to pay her ex-husband's family, Mm, and I'm sure they want her to pay. So, kind of an ugly little situation there for Kelly Clarkson. Gotcha gossip on Chrissy Teigen. So, she and her husband, John Legend, are expecting their third child, and they just had a huge scare. And the scare happened right after she told fans that she was about to have her second blood transfusion, which she said sounds way more dramatic than what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, she went on to explain a little bit about the process, but also assured everyone that she and the baby were good. She was just missing her kids. Well, right after that, they discovered a huge blood clot, and they had to scramble to hear the heartbeat of the baby. And oh. she said it felt like hours trying to find the heartbeat of their son. They, they do know it's a boy but she was hospitalized due to quote excessive bleeding from her placenta oh my gosh so it looks like she's going to end up being on bed rest probably for the remainder of her pregnancy um and i think she's about halfway through oh wow but yeah so it's probably going to be a very um you know slow pregnancy for her as far as just oh my gosh. having to be in bed yeah that's awful mm-hmm. and got you gossip on patrick mahomes we told you just a couple of weeks ago that he proposed to his fiance Brittany matthews well They've taken it one step further. They are now expecting their first child together. Well, that child hit the jackpot. Uh, you think? <laughs> so Brittany's a personal trainer. She revealed on her Instagram uh, some sonogram pictures. And uh, the quote says, Mom and Dad taking a small detour to the wedding. So Aww. that's pretty cute. Patrick Mahomes also shared a photo of the sonogram on his Instagram as well. So congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, who is one of the most popular quarterbacks in the NFL at this point. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you're a fan of Saved by the Bell, which I am, Me too. and I still watch it on the weekends, and I'm 43, hello, I might have a problem. But I like it. It makes me think of, I don't know, the 90s or whatever yeah. and all that stuff. But it looks like we have a premiere date for the new version, the reboot, that's mm. going to be on the Peacock streaming service. Uh, November 25th, it's going into the Thanksgiving weekend, the day before Thanksgiving. That show debuts. The new teaser features the hallway at Bayside, right? The lockers and Mm -hmm. all that. You see the stairs in the background. And all of a sudden you hear a bell go off and across the floor walks a peacock, which is the peacock service, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it gave me these weird vibes because they use the original theme song. Mm -hmm. I'm like, golly, these streaming services, they know how to get us. Yeah, that's true. If they have one good show. That hits us with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Many of us go out of our way to get it. That's true. You guys did YouTube Red because of uh, Cobra Kai? Yeah, two. I guess two and a half years ago when it first came out. We we got in just to see that. HBO Max does Friends stuff. Mm-hmm. They're doing, uh, you know, all these things are doing different stuff. So Peacock's going to have Saved by the Bell. The whole idea behind the show is Zach Morris is now the governor of California. And he gets in trouble because uh, he's had to close some underfunded schools. Guess what school wasn't closed? <gasps> Bayside. Bayside wasn't underfunded. So some of these students from underfunded schools now are going to Bayside, where the Baysiders are having to deal with students they've never had to deal with before. Gotcha. That's the premise of the show. Of course, A.C. Slater's on there. Jesse Spano is back. And who knows who's going to make cameos. But NBC Peacock is going to premiere Saved by the Bell, the reboot, on November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Obviously, most of us are worried about coronavirus, COVID-19, all the stuff going on with that. Nobody wants it. We told you earlier that there's, uh, what was it, like nine members of the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. that have it. And we've seen games get canceled. We heard about, uh, you know, members of Arkansas State who have had COVID and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times it's it's all negative news. You're like, yeah. oh, it's really crazy. But some young people are trying to spin it and use it as a way to be funny. And what they're doing is, if they're if they're younger, typically, uh, they go to TikTok and they're making these videos because they've lost their sense of taste and smell, <laughs> and they're eating really uh, nasty stuff uh-uh. that they normally couldn't eat. But guess what? They can't taste it. They can't smell it. So people who are at home are watching this stuff or on their phone. They're watching this stuff and they're like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it!" And they're able to do it because they have no sense of taste or smell. I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Like you could put together the worst food combination ever if you've lost your taste. Uh, your sense of taste and smell, and you'd be able to eat whatever. 
Man. You know, like pineapples and gravy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. Really hot, hot sauce. Yeah. You could eat all that stuff because your taste buds aren't the same. Hmm, Interesting. We have a a person who works for us who had COVID. And if you remember, we talked to her about uh, when she had it and what it was like. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I only have about 80%. No, about 20% of my taste back. Yeah. That took even longer to come back. So, and it's still not all the way back. Mm -hmm. So we're going to bring her in and make her eat really disgusting stuff. Right. And see if she's telling the truth. Ooh. Here's some moldy blue cheese. Ooh. I guess that's bad for your stomach, though. Spoiled milk. Yeah. Ooh, can you imagine? <laughs> I guess that would make you sick because it's actually spoiled. Ugh. But anyway, maybe one of the benefits of hmm. getting coronavirus is all of a sudden you lose your sense of taste and smell hmm. and can eat really disgusting stuff. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly is, uh, what's that song? Uh, I'm feeling myself. Who does that? Is that Beyonce? I think so. Look it up, because I could be told. Why? <laughs> you look it up. No, you look it up. Uh, you have free hands. Uh, okay. Um, Is it? Do I just feel type myself, in? Feel feeling myself. My, uh, uh, easy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. It's Beyonce, right? Uh, Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. That's what I thought. That's All what right. I was say. Yeah. Kelly's feeling herself today because she has <laughs> new hair, and I can tell. No, what? it's kind of like when you so get a, It's like when you get a new outfit and you bust in, like all of a sudden. You have gone from being, you know, the person that nobody would talk to you to the queen of the party. My husband said the same thing yesterday. He was like, um, just because you got your hair done today doesn't mean you can be sassy. Yeah. No, and I, I sense was like, it. what are you talking about? I just feel when you get your hair highlighted, and I know you remember because you used to do that before you, you know, yeah. you're bald. Thank you. Um, you know how it felt to get all of that blonde done and you just yeah. feel better. Yeah. It's a, it's a good mood <clears throat> thing. The King Jerry Lawler told me one time at TV <laughs> in Memphis, he's like, hey man, your hair looks good. You came into work a little sassy this morning because that's how I would act so when I got totally my hair done. you totally get it. Totally sassy. You totally get it. Why are you, why are you saying joking. something to me then? Let me give you the one word he gave me. I was walking through the building mm-hmm. in Louisville, Louisville Gardens, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we're backstage and I'm dressed up. I think I look pretty good. He says to me, Man, you look like you could be on the cover of GQ. And I felt like the coolest guy there because Jerry Lawler complimented uh, Yeah, that's, that's major. And uh, uh-uh. he said, yeah, Geeks Quarterly. <gasps> True story. You're still in therapy, That's aren't the you? king. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. There's a 38-year-old woman named Micah, and she lives in New York City, and she's a professional etiquette teacher at the Plaza Hotel. Well, one morning she was walking with her three-year-old daughter when suddenly a guy in a full ninja costume tried to grab her purse. Oh, And Micah wasn't having it. She was not going to let something so uncouth go down on her watch. So she started fighting the ninja and yelling for help. She fought him long enough for two construction workers and a doorman to run over to help her. Oh, my gosh. They held the ninja until the cops came. He turned out to be 41-year-old Cascay of Hackensack, New Jersey, and he has been charged with robbery. Wow. Speaking of fighting a ninja... What fashionable tennis shoes do ninjas wear to the anesthesiologist? Ooh. I have no idea what type. Numchucks. Get it? (laughs) You don't like it. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. There are some days where I I believe you have twisted jokes and made up your own. And this is one of those days. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. Wednesday, September the 30th of 2020. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Speaking of local celebrities, happy birthday goes out to our buddy Trey Harding. Happy birthday. Jonesboro High School. He's the big 4-0 today. Whoa. What? So happy birthday. Welcome. Hope you have a great day. Did you say welcome? For you. Welcome. You're in the 40 To the club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're under that? Yeah. Um, Happy birthday also goes out to Jeff Bland, who celebrates today. Hannah Claire Harrison. We have Stephanie Warren celebrating. 
Uh, Hallie Whitaker has a birthday today. Whitney Exum of Jonesboro. And happy anniversary goes out to Matt and Allie Gregg of Jonesboro. They've been married 11 years today. Happy anniversary. So happy anniversary. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Ezra Miller is 28 today. That's The Flash and the, and the new DC movies. T-Pain is 35 today. Do you mind if I play some T-Pain for you this morning? I think everybody would like to hear some T-Pain. I used to play T-Pain when I was on the pop mm-hmm. station down the hall. Happy birthday, T-Pain. He's 35 today. Lacey shall... Uh, Shabert is 38. I don't think that's how you say her name. I don't think so. All right. Well, she was Gretchen in Mean Girls and Claudia on Party of Five. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. Eddie Montgomery is 57 today from Montgomery Gentry. That's something to be proud of. That's a life you can hang your head on. You don't need to make a million. Just be thankful that to you be working. You can do what you're able. Eddie Montgomery's brother is country star. John Michael? Yes. Okay. It's kind of cool. He says, hell yeah, I'll turn it up, I'll ride on. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, sounds good. Sing that song, guitar man playing all night long. Take me back to where the music hit me. Life was good and love. Eddie Montgomery of Montgomery Gentry. Yes, this is my town. Here we go. Hey, where I was born, where I was raised, where I keep all my yesterdays. Where I ran off because I got mad and it came to blows with my old man. Where I came back, settled down, was where they put me in the ground. This is my town. Eddie Montgomery, 57 today. Marty Stewart is 62 today. As long as it's pumping, honey, it's gonna last to see. He'll get it rock, beat it with a drum, playing them guitars like shooting from a gun, keeping up the rhythm, steady as a clock, to a little thing called a hillbilly rock. Marty Stewart. You're kind of love. You know these? Turn me on and burn me down. Happy birthday to Marty Stewart, who celebrates today. He's 62. Fran Drescher is 63. She played the nanny. What does she sound like? Why do I want to do the other woman? Who? Janice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you I wanted to do Chandler yes, Bing. I almost did Chandler Bing, but it's not the right person. But yeah, she's known as the nanny, and she sounds a lot like that girl. All right. Barry Williams is 66. Greg on the Brady Bunch. Will the real Greg Brady please stand up? Remember that song? He did a song that was a take on the Eminem song, yes. and it was Greg Brady rapping. Yeah. So. Was that on your mixtape? Uh, yes. Look mm-hmm. it up. It's pretty funny. And Robbie Takak is 56 today, of course, from the Goo Goo, Do- Goo Goo Dolls. I want to wake up where you are. Love the Goo Goo Dolls. I won't say anything at all. So why don't you slide? In the no, it's one of the bands, one of the few bands I haven't seen that I want to see, the Goo Goo Dolls. They played Riverfest in Little Rock. I think David the Barrel Boy went.
Happy birthday to Robbie Taycack. Sorry about Taycack from the Goo Goo Dolls. And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand When everything's made to be broken I just want you to know why Robbie Taycack, the Goo Dolls bassist. He's 56 today. Evidently, this is my first day with my new tongue. Randy Baxter in the morning. So Christmas is a few months away. And according to a new survey, people plan on spending more money on gifts this holiday season. So that's good news if you're the recipient. Maybe bad news if you're the person who has to spend the money. Let's run through some of the stats. They say 75% of people plan on shopping as early as possible this year because they know it could be a headache. They also say that a lot of people are making plans to shop online because what's Black Friday going to look like? You know, they're not going to be letting people line up in stores and rush through and all of that. And can you imagine? Because you see people in regular years on Black Friday get mad and there's, you know, fists being thrown. Can you imagine in the middle of a pandemic with the stress and the masks and all that? Here's how the money's going to go, because again, people are going to spend more money this year on gifts. They say that on average, we're going to spend about $40 more on our kids. We're going to spend about $9 more on our parents, on average. $11 more on our siblings, $5 more on our in-laws. And this is where it comes to the spouse, the significant other. You would think if everybody's spending more money this year that we would spend the majority of that money either on our kids or our spouse. Nope. (laughs) According to the survey, people are going to spend on their spouse about $3 more than they did last year. Man, maybe they don't miss them as much as their family that they're not seeing. Maybe that's it. We're not too far from the holidays, though. Mm -hmm. October, November, December. Get ready. It's right around the corner. Country Music News. K-Fine. Country Music News. On Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani have a big hit on their hands with their song, Happy Anywhere. Now, in the video to that song, there's all kinds of clips. And to me, I thought they were probably manufactured, you know, like a music video. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you want it to look like its home video, but it's probably not. Well, guess what? When you go back and watch this video for Blake and Gwen, it really is home video footage from over the last five years. Real things. They knew that they needed to put a video out to this song, but you can't really go and shoot a video in the middle of a pandemic. So they went back through their footage and found the clips for the video to Happy Anywhere. Of course, the song, well, it sounds like this. So cute. But as I watch the video, I like it more knowing it's real. Like, that's really them hanging out. Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani. If you haven't seen the video, it's up on YouTube. I didn't realize that Chris Jansen was such a Mountain Dew holic. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently it's well documented because he even name drops it in his song, Fix a Drink. But until until recently, he hasn't had a drop of soda in two years, which... I'm a soda drinker sometimes, and I know that that's a hard deal. But it all changed after earning a number one. Early last month, his song, Done, was his second straight single to top the Billboard charts. So what did Chris Jansen do? He cracked open a cold one. I won't quit till the good Lord says my work is done. Like a faded out song on the radio. Mountain Dew in two years until Dunn hit for the first week. And then I was like, well, this is a good reason to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was a two-week number one, he said he had drank well over two 12-packs. Go Chris Jansen. Right. So now, Likes that Mountain Dew. And congratulations to Luke Combs. He's been announced as a performer at the 2020 Billboard Music Awards, which is a big deal because it's not a country award show. 
You know, so they pick yeah. who they think represents mm-hmm. country music, and this year they chose Luke Combs. That's a big deal for him, so congratulations. Other performers announced already include Alicia Keys. So it's Luke Combs, Alicia Keys, Bad Bunny is performing as well. So Bad Bunny's in the Cardi B song. Post Malone is performing. And Luke Combs performs as well. Billboard Music Awards. So Luke Combs, Leash Keys, Bad Bunny, Post Malone, all hosted by Kelly Clarkson. It's the Billboard Music Awards, October the 14th on NBC. Get ready. And congratulations, Salute Combs. He's representing country music. And that's your country music news on Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's your K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zinc. And we have Brandon Stevens on the phone with us this morning. He is one of the advocates for St. Bernard's. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? We're good, man. How are you this morning? Doing just fine. Thank you for having me. Hey, glad to have you on. We're uh, ready to talk about the Butterfly release, which, I mean, I've talked about for so many years on the radio. Every year we talk about this. And as we go into 2020, obviously, the Butterfly release, which was at one point a big public gathering, <clears throat> you guys are going to have to kind of flip the script this year. We are going to be doing things a little differently this year. This is the 12th annual Butterfly release. Um, it is Sunday, October the 18th. And like you said, in the past, it was a a pretty large public gathering, um, which has always been one of my favorite events that St. Bernard's does. Um, we do raise some funds for the hospice house, for the Lowenfield Jones Hospice House, but we've also always referred to it as a friend-raising program because every year it just multiplies in the number of people who come out to support the event. So um, this year, like you said, will be a little different. Um Butterfly pickup will be from 1 to 2 p.m. at the St. Bernard's Imaging Center, which is located at 1144 East Matthews. So you'll come, there'll be social distancing, you'll wear your mask, you'll pick up your butterfly, and then you can go with your friends, with your family, wherever you would like to release your butterfly. Um, And then you'll join us at 2 p.m. on the St. Bernard's Health Book Facebook page for a virtual release um, with everyone else who's picked up butterflies. So it's going to be different, but I'm anxious to see how that turns out. I think it could be even maybe even a little more special because you're with a smaller group of people. So there's a really neat opportunity there to make some memories with, um, with close friends and family. Well, I think you think about the social impact when it goes into social media. I mean, that, that kind of changes the game too. Let's talk about why the butterfly release uh, was something that St. Bernard's decided to do uh, so many years ago. Why was it a butterfly, and uh, what does that signify on that special day? Um, We have always seen the butterfly as a a symbol of rebirth. Um, So what's neat about this event is you can purchase it in memory of someone who's maybe fought hard at the hospice house, and then they've moved on. You can also purchase it just in honor of someone. Um, so it really is a neat a neat symbol of change, of starting over, of rebirth. Um, and it's just become a really special event for the St. Bernard's community, for the Jonesboro community. And, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to seeing how it shapes up for um, for this 12th year. There, there are probably people out there who have never had the chance to walk inside the Flo and Phil Jones Hospice House, but I had the chance to do that a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, the environment there and the way that everything is structured and the people that work there, it really is a special place that families, unfortunately, need in a time where, where they need a place for their loved one to go. And I think uh, if we can raise any funds for that hospice house, that's a, that's a great cause, too. Absolutely. I agree totally. So tell me, when you're an advocate, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're an advocate for St. Bernard's, what does that mean you do as far as being a part of the advocate board? 
So I personally am vice chairman for membership on the board. Um, so um, in in more ideal times, I would be working with um, people who are interested in becoming advocates um, and, and would host a meeting to give information about that. Um, once you become an advocate, our, our mission is to, um, to just educate the community about the mission of St. Bernard's, which is to provide Christ-like healing in our community. Um, and so we do different events throughout the year to raise awareness. We have quarterly meetings. We sponsor um, the Health and Fitness Expo, um, of course, Butterfly Release, Triple Swing and Wings and Clays are usually on our agenda for the year, but with um, the pandemic, those are going to be um, reworked. But um, we're just excited to be able to um, to have one of our amazing events this year, and what better one than Butterfly Release to kind of show us a symbol of hope and change throughout this pandemic. And again, the date for the Butterfly Release is Sunday, October the 18th. The Butterfly Pickup is from 1 until 2 at the St. Bernard's Imaging Center. And then at uh, 2 o'clock, you go wherever you want to go, maybe somewhere special in your heart, and uh, get to release those butterflies. Absolutely. And and we do still have butterflies for purchase. They're $15 each, or you can buy 10 for $135. You can um, call uh, the Development Foundation at 870-207-2500 or visit stbernards.info slash foundation slash event, slash butterfly, dash release, and order those online. Um, it's going to be a, a really neat event, and I hope even if you don't get to purchase butterflies or you um, you don't get to make it out there physically, that you can um, log on to the St. Bernard's Healthcare Facebook page and watch it virtually with us because it's going to be a special event. St. Bernard's is always uh, right out there doing great stuff for the community, and that's the reason Brandon Stevens is an advocate, and again, the butterfly release is coming up on Sunday, October the 18th. And, man, we appreciate you getting up early and taking time to talk to us. Absolutely. Thank thank y'all for having me. All right. Have a great day, man. Y'all too. Brandon Stevens on with us this morning about the butterfly release with St. Bernard's. It's your K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It is your K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Aaron Carroll is on the phone with us this morning. What's up, man? How are you? Doing well. How are y'all? Good. Man, we're all right. You survived the pandemic, I guess. Oh yeah. How's it changed your life? Uh, I eat a lot more at home instead of going out. That's crazy, yeah. right? Yes. So, are you actually cooking, or are you picking up food and going home? Cooking. Ooh, that's good. good what's your you. What's your best deal? If I said, "Hey, I'm coming over. You're making food. What are you making?" Uh, honestly, probably a spaghetti. Yeah, um, I love spaghetti. Garlic bread. Garlic bread, actually garlic toast. Mm, yeah, cheese on it or no cheese? No cheese. All right, just checking. <laughs> now, he's not on the phone this morning to talk about his spaghetti recipe. Uh, Aaron's actually a part of a board, uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've heard more about, um, you know, suicide, and especially in 2020. Mm-hmm. It's been a year that's been tough for a lot of people. And, Aaron, I would imagine through your research, you've seen um, – numbers that we probably don't want to see so far in this year. Yes, they've seen a lot of increase because of people being coped up inside and just not getting out and de-stressing. Right. So there's a walk going on this coming Saturday, the Northeast Arkansas Out of the Darkness Walk. Why is this something that you think is important to talk about and discuss publicly in Northeast Arkansas? Why is this an important deal? So... Suicide is such a taboo subject that people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. So we're breaking that barrier down and becoming advocates for those people that don't feel safe to talk about it, whereas we can. Um, I think about Jonesboro because this is my hometown, and we're a college town. Mm -hmm. The second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 34 is suicide. So that's our primary demographic here sometimes. Right. So I really want to bring that awareness and advocacy here for them. And then on top of my own personal struggles, family members struggling, like why not become an advocate? Yeah. So as we, as we think about that, again, it is a taboo subject that a lot of people don't want to talk about publicly because it's, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this organization primarily trying to help people who are having thoughts that aren't 
you know, that are kind of negative thoughts or is this helping people, uh, the family members left behind who are, who are struggling after a suicide? So we do both. Our mission is to save lives and bring hope to those affected by suicide. So we have a wide variety of programs from getting intervention for people having suicidal thoughts and ideations to people coping with that loss and explaining that it isn't their fault and how they can move forward with that grief. I bet that's probably a pretty regular thought after uh, suicide happens is that people start blaming themselves in that situation. And that that's just awful to think about because now you're, you're carrying that burden with the pain. Yes, definitely. So the Northeast Arkansas out of the darkness walk is happening on Saturday from 10 until noon. And like so many things in 2020, um, you know, this is going to look different than, than other events, other walks. Tell me about what this is going to be like. Yes. So a big difference for us is that it's going online. Um, we're having a virtual experience, but we're still encouraging you to go outside and walk. Sign on to the live program. We're going to be doing it via Facebook Live. Um, you can watch it and walk, get out in nature and just stretch your muscles, stretch your legs, get involved, de-stress. You know, sometimes I think just being active, activity, if it's running, walking, working out, whatever your activity is, it's such a great thing for your mental health. It is. So let's talk about how people can get involved with this event. Is there a website or a spot they can go to to find out more? Definitely. They can go to ASST.org forward slash N-E-A-R. So when people decide to be a part of the Northeast Arkansas Out of the Darkness Walk, how is that money going to be used to help people here in this area? So the money stays as locally as possible. We pull it into the state, and that uh, funds volunteers like myself who can get resource programs and actually host them here in town. We have three dedicated volunteers on this walk, and each of us try to do one or two programs a year where we go talk to high schools, or we go do community events at different libraries, and we just talk about and bring awareness to suicide prevention. And again, it, it might be an uncomfortable topic to discuss, but I would assume based on you guys having this organization here that there is a need in Northeast Arkansas specifically. There's a need everywhere, Brandon. It's not just us, but definitely why we come here is because we know there is a little bit of a need here. Yeah. And to get out there and be open about the discussion on maybe helping somebody figure out, navigate their problems, or help people who are there dealing with the aftermath. Again, it's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And the Northeast Arkansas Out of the Darkness Walk is happening this coming Saturday, 10 until noon. It is virtual. Again, the website is afsp.org slash n-e-a-r. And Aaron Carroll joins us on the phone this morning. Good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to y'all. All right. Have a great day. Thank you, too. All right, the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. We have Megan Brown on the phone this morning. She is a co-founder of an organization known as Hope Found. Uh, They have a date night with the purpose coming up on October the 22nd. Megan, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you all so much for having me. Hey, we wanted to get you on this morning because, uh, number one, you have a cool event coming up, but also because uh, one of the things that, that Hope Found does is is we really want to educate people in Northeast Arkansas to something that we would probably like to pretend doesn't happen here. We see it in the news mm-hmm. and we think foreign countries, we think other states, we don't think that this happens at home, but it's human trafficking. Why is, why is Hope Found something that we need to talk about in Northeast Arkansas? Right, because it is something that's happening right right here in our Northeast Arkansas community. You know, like you said, a lot of people think it's something that's happening overseas, maybe in larger cities, but we're um, seeing it happen in Arkansas and in our community in Northeast Arkansas. So for people who might have heard the kind of like the buzzword of human trafficking, but, but they might not really understand what it means, can you kind of break that down and educate us on, on what encompasses human trafficking? Yes, so it's the form of modern-day slavery where a person is profiting from the exploitation of others, so whether they are exploiting them for commercial sex or exploiting them for work. But it's essentially the buying and selling of human beings, so the buying and selling of our children and also adults. 
Have you seen the news stories nationally about kids who were um, in in, tra- in trafficking rings, I guess is the best way to say it, where all of a sudden they'll find 30 people who were enslaved? Um, yes, I've seen those stories. That blows <laughs> that, my mind. Um, right. So there is a lot of misinformation kind of circulating on the media. Um, not all those kids that were rescued were actually victims of trafficking. Okay. But sometimes the media portrays it as you know, there were so many right. that were victims, and only there was a, a smaller few. Any, anyways, one is too much. Yeah. So in that situation, because uh, I'm, I'm not real familiar with exactly how this works, how does somebody end up in that situation where they're a victim of human trafficking? So traffickers prey on vulnerable populations, and so they look for noticeable vulnerabilities in people. Well, that kind of covers all our children because our children have vulnerabilities. But there's certain things that make them more at risk for becoming a trafficking victim, and that can be they're homeless, they run away a lot, there's a lack of supervision at home, maybe there's a substance abuse problem, if they have history of in the um, child welfare system, that also makes them considerable at risk of being trafficked. So if somebody is a <laughs> trafficker, how are they um, looking for people? How are they finding these people who... Um, you know, have these things going on in their lives? Because I would assume this isn't something where, you know, there's not a kid out there advertising this or an adult advertising that they're available for this. How are they found? How are these people finding them? So a lot of the communication happens online. So anywhere, you know, a trafficker is a predator. So they're going to be wherever their prey is. So anywhere that kids hang out at, whether it's, you know, schools, malls, skating rinks, but also online. So any type of social media, app, video game, anything that has a chat option, traffickers are going to be looking at those different venues in order to gain access to a kid. Well, then they get in there and they work up the trust and all of a right. sudden it seems like a trusted friend yes. who's right there. That's so scary. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm the dad of an 11-year-old who at one point, you know, he loves video games and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he's always wanted to be able to chat. And we're very leery of that mm-hmm. because you Good. never know who they're talking to. You, d- you never know. And anybody could be whoever they want to be. So mm-hmm. there can be a, you know, an older man or even an older woman pretending to be a teenage boy or girl. And they're gaining access to our kids through these apps and video games. And they start the grooming process. So as we look toward uh, Hope Found and Date Night with the Purpose, when we when we actually have this amazing food, and this is a really cool thing we're about to share with our listeners, um, how are we helping Hope Found, and where is uh, how is that money used to help people in Northeast Arkansas? Yeah, so you're helping us to continue um, our mission of educating the community in Northeast Arkansas about human trafficking, educating those about the tricks and the lures of the trafficker and how to protect um, our community from that happening. And then you're also helping us to provide and coordinate services for victims and survivors of trafficking. So we're able to help them find a safe place, you know, get into a human trafficking program if that's what they need, get help with substance abuse, mental health, jobs, schooling, education, whatever is needed, we're able to help assist with. So again, Hope Found is doing their inaugural date night with the purpose. It's going to be Thursday, October 22nd. And let me tell you why this is awesome. I was going through and I was looking at the information that uh, they've provided here to me. And I'm looking at the restaurant. I'm looking at the food. I love to eat. I love the idea of great food coming to my house. And this is a way I can eat great and help out a very worthy cause. So tell us how we can help out with the inaugural date night with the purpose. Yes, so you can purchase a ticket to our event. The $75 ticket gets you dinner and dessert delivered to your door from the 501 Steakhouse in Southern Confections. (laughs) It will be delivered in an insulated cooler bag so your food stays warm and fresh. And then for the $100 VIP ticket, you get the same, plus a rose, a long stem rose, and a bracelet that has been made handmade by a survivor of trafficking. Hmm. That's really cool. And again, this is happening on uh, Thursday, October 22nd. Uh, Meals are going to be delivered for dinner between 530 and 730. And again, the cool thing about this is it's coming right to your house. Mm -hmm. You don't have to leave. You can have 501 Steakhouse food brought straight to your house. Any idea what's on the menu that night? Right. So we have four dinner options to choose from. There's a blackened chicken pasta, a vegetarian pasta primavera, 
a gourmet chicken with your choice of two sides, which are either sauteed green beans, twice baked potato, mm-hmm. and wild rice, and then a Parmesan salmon, which also has a side option. So I'm and then roll. And I'm getting hungry just wow. thinking about it. So again, it's dinner. Right. Oh, and go ahead. And dessert. Dessert is going to be either chocolate or vanilla cake with a hand dipped strawberry. Mm. So here's <laughs> the deal: we all have to eat dinner. A lot of times, we don't want to cook at home. This is a way you can have a great dinner delivered to your home, to your door, and you can help out Hope Found as well. Megan, if people want more information or they want to go ahead and order a dinner, how can they get that information and place those orders? They can go to our website at hopefoundnea.org, or they can call me directly at 870-761-1098. All right, Hope Found. Again, it's date night with a purpose. It's happening on Thursday, October the 22nd. And we appreciate you coming on this morning and giving us a little bit of an education. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a great morning. Y'all too. Bye. Megan Brown on the phone with us this morning from Hope Found on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, congratulations to Lee Bryce. He has another number one song wow. in country music on the Billboard charts. you one of them girls that ain't trying to meet nobody. You're just here for the If you're one of them girls, I love it. Cause I'm one of them boys who trade his whole world. Yeah. So legit. And I like his songs. That might be my favorite one he's ever done. But I was going back through the list of songs, right? Again, Lee Bryce. He's had a bunch of number ones, a bunch of big hits. Sometimes I don't know why you stay with me. I'm hard to love, hard to love. So he has that one. He has this one. I don't dance, but here I am, spinning you round and round in circles. Of course, love like crazy. Be your best friend, tell the truth, and over you I love you. For a second, this yeah. one's emotional. I drive your truck. I'll leave Bryce. I roll every window down and I burn up. Every back road in this town, I find a field. I tear it up till all the pains are cloud of dust. Yes, sometimes I drive your truck. Feel that song, right? And of course, Lee Bryce also had this one. There's a rumor going round about me and you stirring up our little town the last week or two. And he had a number one with Carly Pierce, too. I hope you find Come on, Lee Bryce. I'm hanging out with him. this week on the Billboard Country Charts. Congratulations to him. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So he is on the phone with us this morning. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program, Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Hey. Hey, good morning. What's up, Doc? How are you this morning? Doing great. Do you watch the debate last night? No, I really didn't. I'm kind of hooked on rats. Ratchet on Netflix, so uh, I figured I could watch the debate on YouTube. I heard that was good. Yeah, so I, I read the title of that the other day. I don't really know what. No, I, I really did. Ratched. What's it about? Ratchet. Ratchet. Uh, it's about a girl that uh, is a, a nurse at a mental hospital, and it's 
It's actually, the, the opening credits say it's based on Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You're probably too young. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. I was just yes. going with you. I was going with you on that one. A- anyway, it's not, there's no connection to the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but her uh, her character is based on Nurse Ratchet. So Pretty is cool, it a, is it a drama? What is it? Yeah, it's a, it's it's by the same uh, producer director that did American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Very dark. So it's kind dark. of a yeah, it's bizarre. It's set back in probably the fifties at a mental institution, and uh, she's kind of a cruel person. So it's just uh, not a not an uplifting movie. <laughs> well, that's good. If I want to be depressed, I'll watch that. <laughs> well, I mean, it was that or the debate. So yeah. I mean, pick. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's fine. laughs> That show's less depressing than, than the presidential debate. Hey, have you seen Cobra Kai yet? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I've seen it. Have you watched the whole thing? Yes, both uh, both seasons, yeah. Yeah, Leslie's not into it. She's like, I just don't care about it. And I'm like, this uh-huh. is so good. Because, you know, at the end of the first episode, I was hooked. I've never really had a show that I wanted to binge one after another until that one. It was pretty good, yeah. And I actually the other day watched a teaser for the season three. Uh, it kind of went over, went through some of the highlights of one and two, and they kind of showed some uh, scenes, I guess, that's going to be in season three. So that was pretty interesting. Are you team Daniel LaRusso or team Johnny Lawrence? I'm probably team Daniel. Really? Because hmm. Kelly yeah, tells probably. me she's team Johnny. Well, she's always kind of a hellion in school anyway. Dude, I know. A hellion. I got a text from uh, one of our Everyone in Wynn reminds me, I remind them of a hellion. Bradford Caldwell just texted me and said, he's really surprised Kelly's lasted this long. (laughs) Bradford, I know you didn't say that. (laughs) He did. He just said that just now. I just got it. Uh, Anyway, so the other day you said the other day was World Rabies Day, huh? Yes, September 28th was World Rabies Day, and this is a... Probably a little-known uh, recognition day, but it's been in existence since 2007. And, and you know, we've talked about rabies before. It's a deadly disease that's caused by a virus that affects the nervous system. All mammals can be affected, in, including humans. Um, and, you know, there are rabies vaccines for dogs, cats, ferrets, horses, uh, cattle, sheep. And, uh, you know, where our big source of rabies is, is our wild wildlife population. Right. And it's it's a worldwide concern uh, because it kills around 59,000 people every year. And some oh, of the wow. countries in Asia and Africa where they have a large um, kind of feral dog populations, you know, that's the main source of exposure to the people in those areas because the dogs are very rarely vaccinated. And, uh, you know, in Arkansas, um, so far this year, we have, there have been 20, 25 positive cases uh, throughout the state, oh. and compared to last year, the total was 27. So you know we're already ahead, and we're just through the uh, third quarter. So um, the last cases of rabies in Craighead County, and it was in 2018, and there were two positive bats mm. uh, were identified, right. and uh, we haven't didn't have any uh, cases last year reported or so far this year. Uh, the primary Wildlife we see it in is probably the most common is skunks and bats. Uh, so far this year, there's been 11 bats and 10 skunks and two cats and two dogs. So, you know, our our companion animals can be a source of rabies, and that's why it's very important. You know, the rabies vaccine is probably close to 100% effective. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if your pets are out outside or they roam, you know, they can always come in contact with a with an infected uh, animal, uh, skunk, raccoons, bats. Um, wow. So it's important to make sure the rabies is up to date. And this is, uh, if, if for some reason a, a pet gets bitten by an animal, like a raccoon gets in a fight, and its rabies vaccine is expired or it hasn't had a vaccine, basically have to isolate and quarantine your pet for six months. Oh, because it could take them for that long. Or the you know if it, if it was exposed to the rabies virus from the infected wild animal, it could take that long for it to develop. So is the reaction you know, kind of like that movie Cujo? Is that how the dog would react? Right, they um, they go they can go through a you know a, a vicious phase, and 
then they, they basically can have paralysis of the jaw muscles. The old name for rabies was hydrophobia, which means fear of water because dogs would go and hang their head over a water bowl and they, they couldn't drink because of uh, jaw muscles were paralyzed. And then a lot of times they go into a paralysis or even seizures, and eventually it's fatal, um, 100% fatal in animals and people if once it's already infected the nervous system. So, um, And that's why, you know, it's important. I think there's some programs in some of the elementary schools about that teaches dog bite prevention to some of the younger children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a young child or a grandchild, you should always, you know, Teach them to not ever go up to a known animal and start petting, and, that, and that's a natural thing to do. I've got, I've got young grandchildren, and when they come here to the clinic, first thing they want to do is stick their fingers in a cage, you know, and I'm just constantly right behind them, you know, pulling their hands away and telling them not to do that. So, you know, because a bite, not only can it transmit uh, bacteria and be infected, but there's always that potential that, you know, an exposure to an infectious disease like rabies. And am I right that the rabies vaccine isn't very costly, right? It's very inexpensive. I mean, you're looking probably $20 um, in their one-year vaccines and three-year vaccines uh, available. And, um, you know, it's it's just something that, if, if you know, it, it, the odds of an individual dog or your pet coming down are not very good. But the, the problem is the public, public health aspect of it. You know, in Jonesboro, the ordinance is if your pet bites uh, a person, you have to have your pet quarantined for 10 days. And, uh, you know, the animal control officers will come and fill out a report. And uh, that person usually then has to, that's bitten, needs to go seek medical attention. And uh, there's always that scare that if you have an unvaccinated pet, you know, the person that is bitten is on pins and needles for that 10-day period because of, you know, there's no rabies evidence of a rabies vaccine. So, um, you know, it's it's important and it's, it's very inexpensive. And if you're going to do anything for your pet, do that because it, it just gives you peace of mind, and especially if you have people over and, you know, continually or around your pets and, um, you know, very, very minimal investment into some good peace of mind. There you go. One of my good friends, when I, I guess it was in the early 80s, Arnold Jackson, he ended up having to go in and get uh, the rabies vaccine in his stomach. And his dad, Philip Drummond, was very concerned. Brandon, he was not your friend. <laughs> it was a TV show. No, he was my friend. No. Oh, my And gosh. his brother Willis was there with him. And what did Willis well, say to him? Now, you know, believe it or not, I was, when I was in the ninth grade, I petted a, a, a stray cat, and it kind of turned over and bit me on the hand. And back then, you had to take the 21 daily injections in the ab- abdominal oh, muscle. Terrible. Uh, and, you know, I remember going up to the emergency room on Saturdays, Sunday mornings, and having that. And after about the alternated sides, you know, of your abdomen, Mm. And but after about seven days, it felt like you'd been punched in the abdomen, you know, just because it had to actually go intramuscular. Now there's some better vaccines now, and I think there's oh. just a, a three dose regimen that's given intradermally, so it's not near as dramatic as it was back then. But um, I remember, you know, thinking I had had the symptoms because I read about rabies, and I, was, uh, you know, all the time I was in, uh, my jaw muscle hurt. You know, oh, can I drink like water? He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. He is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Doc, we hope you have a great day and a great week, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Hey, we'll see you next Wednesday. Hi, man. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It is your K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc., we have Rebecca Probst on the phone with us this morning from NEA Baptist and Share Hope. Good morning. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are y'all? We're good. So is it true that you have to see Kelly on a fairly regular basis? I do. I do. I don't mind it a bit. And it's also true <laughs> that she might have the two cutest children in the history of children. Really? Yes. And they're little charmers, too. Man. What makes them so cute? I don't know. Well, Merritt, uh, he's, how old is Merritt now? 
seven. Yeah, he likes to, uh, he used to come to class and he would tell me, because I would be the instructor, and yeah. he would tell me, hey, Miss Kelly, I'm going to be your helper today with class. Oh, that's awesome. It was so <laughs> sweet. He's precious. So I guess you guys are a martial arts family? We are, yes. Love uh, Merritt everything. loves it, and Molly does it at home and wants to do it there <laughs> as soon as she can. <laughs> yeah, Kelly was telling me that uh, the one thing she did when you walked in for the first time was she sized you up, and she thinks she can take you. He is such an idiot. <laughs> I said nothing of the sort. That's just what I heard. You are such a fight picker. <laughs> I'm not picking fights. So again, Rebecca Probst on with us from NEA Baptist, the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. And Share Hope, which is a big part of that, has the Walk for Remembrance and Hope that's actually coming up this coming Saturday from 9 until 11. Uh, Rebecca, tell us about this event because we talk about it every year and it really seems like, you know, hope is something that NEA Baptist and the Charitable Foundation, you guys really want to instill that in people all across Northeast Arkansas. Yes, we do. And and that is through that event. Um, we try to bring everybody out and make everybody know that, you know, you're not alone in this grief journey. It, it's so hard every day walking through this. Some days are easier than others, but when we have events like this, it makes people realize, okay, I'm not alone in this. There are other people that have experienced the same thing that I have. So we just try to do these things where we can provide hope and healing um, through this journey. So the journey is, is you know, somebody who wants to have a baby and uh, is either having trouble with the pregnancy or they go in there and they realize that, you know, right toward toward the end that the baby's not going to make it through there. So it's all about pregnancy and infant uh, infant loss there at the at the end of the term or early in the term. And it really is something that can happen to anybody. It's not like, you know, you there are certain things that have to fall into place. You could be completely healthy, fit, exercise, and it can still happen. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, and so that's what our mission is. Um, we we serve those that are touched by that, um, by the, the loss of that child. Um, and this can be through miscarriage, stillbirth, or even in the first few months of life after you take the baby home. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't discriminate. It's one of those things where people that have experienced these losses, they have no idea it's going to happen. A lot of them don't. And then when it happens, who do you turn to? What do you do? Who do you talk to? Right. And um, myself and losing a child, it's, it's one of those things where I try to relate to these people and walk this journey with them. And so through Share Hope, we're able to provide all services free of charge. So whenever we have these events, we have sponsors. Um, you know, we've raised over $4,000 just for this event. And through Share Hope, we have the family fund set up and it covers the funeral expenses. So uh -huh. all of the things that these people have to endure through this loss, we're able to cover their expenses free of charge. Well, and a lot of times in that situation, you know, you might want to turn to your spouse or your parents or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. But if they haven't been a part of a journey like that, they don't have that experience. Mm -hmm. It's hard for that communication to be, I guess, um, as well thought out because we just don't know. That's why it's so important to turn to people who have been on the same journey. Yes, and, and so we, we see patients all the time here on campus at NEA, and when they come in for these services, um, you know, we can relate, and we, you can come in as many times as you want, and again, it's all free, um, but that's through the help of our community um, that provides the funds for that. So again, the NEA Share Hope Walk for Remembrance and Hope is happening this coming Saturday at NEA Baptist from 9 until 11. Now, registration actually begins just before, uh, I guess, at 8 o'clock that morning, right? Mm -hmm, yes. So you can do an on-site registration at 8 a.m. Um, the, the ceremony actually starts at 9, right. and we'll do a reading of the names, a balloon release. Uh, Corey Jackson is actually providing the music for us. Awesome. And then right after that, um, we'll do a one-mile memory walk around the campus. And when we do our walk, around there will be yard signs out it has babies names on it date of birth memorabilia uh things like that so it's a really neat event um any it's, it's open to the public so you do not have to be a patient of nea uh, to be able to participate but yes if you have not registered if you didn't do the pre-registration you can do that on site at 8 a.m saturday morning what's it like as far as the emotion on the morning of the walk uh for remembrance and hope 
you know, um, a lot of people say, I just don't know if I can do that. And I always encourage them, you know, come once, see what it's like. And then I, I promise you, you will come back year after year. Everybody thinks that this is such a somber event and everybody just stands around and cries. And it's so not like that. You know, for us that have had these losses, the best thing that you can do is to talk about these babies, say their names. Um, you know, it's not awkward when you're around people that have experienced the same thing. So the event, it's a celebration. It's a celebration of the life of the child that you had. Even if it was for a short amount of time, it gives you that opportunity to celebrate that and to talk about them and things like that. So it's a wonderful event. It's nothing to shy away from. It's it's not like that. So we encourage anybody and everybody, aunts, uncles, families, a lot of people gather a team. And with that team, you can walk as a family. Like I know um, we have one girl right now that's registered, and she has 54 people on her team. Uh, it's awesome. So a lot of support, a lot of support for these patients um, that have experienced this loss. Again, Rebecca Probst joins us this morning. NEA Baptist, the NEA Share Hope Walk for Remembrance and Hope is happening this coming Saturday from 9 until 11. On the campus of NEA Baptist, you can find out more at neabaptistcharitablefoundation.org. And Rebecca, we appreciate you talking to us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Have a great morning and a great week. You too. All right. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, you can go back and listen to today's show on the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. So if it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Google Play, if it's iHeartRadio, if it's Spotify, tune in. Even on Alexa, you can go and say, hey, Alexa, play the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast. It is everywhere. Also on our website, which Mm -hmm. is kfine.com, K-F-I-N. Com. And Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Game one of the NBA Finals, Los Angeles Lakers hosting Miami Heat. Who's your pick? I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. You want them to win or that's your pick? Or I want both? them to win. So it's both. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, what else? The series finale of The 100, South Park, the pandemic special. That should be good. The Masked Singer, I Can See Your Voice with Jordan Sparks as this week's this week's guest artist. And the second season finale of Love Island. All right. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.